I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of the week. Until we take a few days off and you and I will meet right back here at 1230 Monday afternoon for the next episode of Live Mike. Thank you so much for being a part of today's program. We covered a lot of good ground. We uh, looked forward to the days after the coronavirus vaccine comes. We look backward to the days when the polio vaccine was being handed out. Uh, We talked about a a number of issues. Interesting things here. And if you want, if I could encourage you to do this, uh, download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. And with that app, you can go back and listen to uh, past segments you may have missed here on this program. There's some fun back there. So why don't you go uh, download, have a listen. In particular, I'd invite you to uh, listen to my first conversation of the day with uh, Senator Romney as he called in to discuss uh, his effort, along with others, a bipartisan group, bicameral group. Got together on Tuesday, put forward a, a proposal, $908 billion, uh, to offer some relief to those who are suffering uh, for the economic consequences of the, the coronavirus. There is, you know, it's not, it's not direct yet. We don't know exactly uh, concretely how everyone feels. But if, you, uh, if you're looking for clues, it seems, it seems like this bipartisan effort is gaining traction. And that it has a good likelihood of, uh, you know, if not what has been presented thus far, a close approximation of what has been put forth might ultimately make it into U.S. law signed by the president of the United States. We'll have to see. There's great urgency and time is running out uh, before the end of the year, the end of the Congress and the end of the Trump administration. All of that, all of that needs to happen uh, before the lights go out. All right, so we'll see uh, how that shapes up. And go back and listen to what Senator Romney has to say, KSL News Radio app. Okay, uh, the final topic of today's uh, program has to do with a new rule which has been put forth by the United States Department of Transportation. It is the announcement of a final rule on traveling with air or traveling by air with service animals. I'll read to you the document uh, I have here, again, from the U.S. Department of Transportation. It reads, The United States Department of Transportation has announced that it is revising its Air Carrier Access Act regulation on the transportation of service animals by air to ensure a safe and accessible air transportation system. The final rule on traveling uh, by air with service animals can be found here. I have the list uh, of the, or I have the, the breakdown of this final rule, and I want to read you uh, in particular one line because uh, it does call into question an important distinction uh, which should be made as anyone has this converta- conversation, and it is the difference between a service animal, the difference between a service animal and an emotional support animal. A service animal is uh, something if, for an animal, for a dog, uh, to receive the the title of a service animal. Uh, it must pass through uh, some pretty rigorous training. It must satisfy a very specific need, and it must be evaluated and adjudicated periodically uh, in the execution of its uh, service rendering duties. 
That's a service animal. They uh, are highly trained and specialized creatures, tools to aid in in those uh, in the living of lives that by people who have uh, you know certain uh, disabilities. Now, that is far different than an emotional support animal. And the second bullet point in the final rule says that uh, no longer considers, that is the U.S. Department of Transportation, no longer considers an emotional support animal to be a service animal. What does that mean? It means that we're not so much anymore going to be seeing uh, potbelly pigs. Uh, we're not going to be seeing little baby zebras. We're not going to be seeing uh, uh, peacocks. We're not going to be seeing, uh, I've seen chickens or I've heard of chickens. I haven't seen chickens. I haven't seen too many strange animals on planes, uh, but I have heard and seen photographs of uh, some stretches, right? And why is that possible? It's because this interesting little industry has developed uh, where uh, medical providers, doctors, are agreeing to uh, draft letters for individuals claiming to have uh, certain uh, disabilities, certain emotional disabilities that can be eased only in the presence of their uh, of their emotional support animal. And for some time now, uh, both the airlines and uh, landlords and property owners who rent out uh, their property to, to individuals have been pretty much beholden to these types of letters. And w- what's so wrong with the letters? Well, uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience that it is remarkably easy to get one of these letters authored on your behalf. How do I know that? Uh, Well, I've done it. I, uh, a few years ago, was curious about this industry. I was working in Washington, D.C., and this issue was brought up uh, by representatives from the airline industry. And I wondered to myself, okay, that's the claim, but you always want to investigate and you always want to be thorough. And when, uh, you know, an organization comes to you with, uh, you know, with an ask, uh, you've got to look at it through an objective lens. Uh, in my humble estimation that that day it was through uh, the lens of investigation and firsthand experience that I could best understand the issue. And so I took to Google and I click and clacked around to try to find uh, one of these issuers of emotional support animal letters. And I uh, typed in my information. I paid the fee. I think it was I think it was forty nine dollars and some change. And not long after that, I was on the phone with someone identifying herself as a uh, mental health professional, a doctor, a doctor. And after a a brief conversation, I think we spoke on the phone for about uh, three, four, five minutes, uh, I I got a letter a few days later. And that letter was addressed to whom it may concern. And if I'm honest, I had debated whether or not I would read that letter on the air. I'm not going to uh, because I'm not going to because if I'm honest, it's a little scary. Because the language it uses would communicate that I suffer from some sort of devastating and debilitating disorder. Which, you know, depending on who you ask, uh, may or may not be true. I don't think it's true. And I certainly don't think that uh, anything I experience is anything close to what is described in this letter. And if it was that easy for me to get my hands on uh, a letter like this, allowing me to do a number of things. First, bring uh, my pet cat (laughs) onto an airplane uh, without having to pay the fee. And also uh, allowed me to uh, bring my cat into, say, any rental space without any, without any restriction. And that's difficult for landlords and for the airlines. And now uh, the Department of Transportation has changed it. 
So that's not so easy. Let's hear now from uh, Oscar Munoz, former CEO of American Airlines. He, back in 2018, talked about this and the abuses that he witnessed. People that need things, uh, you know, the problem is it's abuse because it's not regulated in any way, shape, or Mm -hmm. form, and anybody can get it. So we don't know. So if if you have a need, I mean, so service animals for disabled veterans, for people that are blind, we bend over twice over backwards to ensure we take care of the people that truly need aspect. But when you get into the ridiculous stage where a peacock or two different animals and most of the consumers, I mean, if you have allergies, so all of that has to be modulated. Yeah, I'm a firsthand witness to how easily abused the system used to be. And in fact, I welcome as a passenger on an airline uh, from time to time, I welcome uh, this more strict approach to it. And I am very glad that the distinction between service animals and emotional support animals, uh, I am very grateful that that distinction is uh, recognized and reflected in this rule. I I may be wrong. What do you think? Is this a disservice to those who really need this? Who really need an emotional support animal? 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Send me a note. I'll look it over. In the meantime, I'm going to take a break. Over the weekend, I'll be gone. You and I will join back here 1230, Monday afternoon. Until then, have a listen with Jeff Kaplan. He's next up on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.